2: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We have a great show for you tonight talking about some rookie trade targets and some players that we think are going to disappoint us in 2022, not necessarily rookies. So you might be saying rookie trade targets. You just did your rookie draft. Well, maybe you didn't have a lot of picks or you weren't able to get uh, the player that you wanted. Maybe Pork sniped you while you were on the clock by um, taking, I don't know, the reincarnation of van jefferson Uh, (laughs) i don't know who's maybe he took Velas jones and you really wanted him we're going to tell you some of the guys that we want to trade for that are rookies but joining me like always we got nate pork and chev good evening gentlemen
1: good evening good Good evening evening. i am i've done most of my rookie drafts so at this point i am trading for rookies especially with otas you know we're gonna start seeing the hype go up and down for different players
2: also, I do want to say that Ezekiel Elliott is in the best shape of his life. I did see that on Twitter today. So, <laughs> for a year more. in a row. Yeah, that's great. Um, but I think every player is in the best shape of their life this time of year. Yeah,
3: so. they should be. Uh, Some of them.
2: I think I have a couple more rookie drafts left. What about you guys?
3: Any well, I, have, I have quite a quite a few. I know yeah. we have Dynasty Owner coming up uh, this <laughs> weekend, if I'm not mistaken, and I have a few that haven't started up yet because they're just. Is being lazy, but it'll be there shortly.
2: Um, Also, if Michael Huff and Anthony Servino happen to be listening to this, uh, I need you to please check into the league or I'm going to have to look to replace you. Um, I am now turning the page to the no bullshit commissioner where (laughs) you're in, you're out. I don't care either way. Just make up your damn mind. So let's talk some rookies. All right, drafts are over for the most part. Or this tells us, you know, if you haven't done your drafts yet, guys that you really want to target. So Nate, we're going to start with you. You know, look, what's a guy that you don't have a lot of, but you need more of You're scrambling to get, how desperate are we? You know, how are you getting well on them on the roster? Is it future assets? Is it current NFL players? What are you going to do? And who yeah. We should say.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I'm picking up a lot of wide receivers in my drafts. Um, I've built a lot of my teams around wide receivers and, uh, For some odd reason, many of my teams look like a zero running back team and that's, it's not ideal for winning championships. Um, You know, I I might have a strong starter in my first two, but the running back depth is thin. I think we're all kind of finding that with our teams, you know, running back depth right now is not looking great. You got, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple top tier guys, you got some mid tier guys and then a lot of unknown. So, you know. That's all this rookie class looks too. But one of those guys in the middle tier that I really like is Rashad White. And I am targeting Rashad White everywhere. I know Leonard Fournette just got the contract extension, but he has seen his injury time. He is an older back that I think they're willing to complement with Rashad White. I think Rashad White is going to get opportunity this year and possibly replace Leonard Fournette in a year or two, um, as, as early as next year or by the end of the season, because I think Fournette might age pretty quickly moving forward. So Rashad White, a guy that has great receiving ability, good pass pro, and a good runner between the tackles. I think he really fits the Tom Brady offense really well. Player profiler, actually Compson to David Johnson. So you're looking at someone who has a lot of PPR upside, and he's at six foot, 215 pounds. He's got good size as well. So this is not just like a satellite back. This is a guy that can actually play all three downs, be a bit of a workhorse. And I'm looking at keep trade cut. And some of the guys that are above Rashad White right now that I would be moving for Rashad White include Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, other running backs that I think I'd rather have Rashad White on, especially moving forward. And then other position, Kadarius Tony at wide receiver. I'm going to skip on the unknown and take the upside with Rashad White. And then at quarterback, same thing. You know, I'm moving Ryan Tannehill for Rashad White as well. You know, I think Rashad White's a smash at the early second in this, this year's draft. So, you know, if you've already drafted, in your contending team, maybe you look at sending a 2023 second. If you really feel like that's going to be a late 2023 second, I'd be okay moving that for Rashad White as well.
2: Funny thing, Leonard Fournette, same age as Todd Gurley.
1: Doesn't take much.
2: I know it's just amazing the ascension and the descension of Todd Gurley, and now here we are. And you know, Leonard Fournette's still viable. Yeah. So, but um, I do agree with you. I don't hate the Rashad White selection um all right phil let's move on and a guy that you would like to get but can't oh how the mighty have fallen what do you got for
3: us (laughs) so um my trade target today is isaiah spiller um which is pretty much based off of the history we've seen from austin eckler we know he's a small guy um and sometimes some he's prone to injury you know he is really good at fantasy but at the end of the day you know they're going to uh they're going to limit some of his touches. And I think they drafted Isaiah Spiller for that reason. Um, uh, we've seen uh I can't think of his name right now, Kelly, um come in and, and do well. Cause I know Nate said when we were talking, we were scouting players, he really wasn't a big fan of his, but when you go to that offense, he's gonna give you some type of fantasy upside. That's why you know you have to, you know, <clears throat> put that out there and and draft him and see what he did. And he, and he did pretty well. So I think it's the same thing. I obviously think Spiller is better than Kelly at this point, but um, Spiller is uh, is going to be a guy they're probably going to use in the uh, in the red zone, and 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 he can do well from there. So um, <clears throat> when it, when it comes down to it, I would take a a, a twenty twenty three um, a late second, like Nate said, when I had to do a Rashad White. I'm um, not getting ready of, of those first for next year because I think that's going to just be pure gold at this point. So. Like we were telling you before, just stock those up and get those seconds too because you can probably move those seconds for good players that are for this year because I don't know anybody else that – we don't know, you know, the ADP for the second and third round for next year. But, uh, yeah, I'm willing to move on somebody like that. And, and pretty much the same type of players that Nate was saying he would move uh, for for his Rashad White, I would move for the same for Isaiah Spiller for at this point. But I think, um, like I said, just due to injuries – with Austin Eckler, as a small guy as he is, and I'm calling him small, but he's freaking Jack, but, you know, he is prone to injuries at, at, at points of time during the season, so I think he gives you some uh, good PPR upside for this year and possible for years to come.
2: Yeah. Um, I will say Isaiah Spiller definitely better than Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson, or Larry Roundtree. Um, mm-hmm. I did see some people saying that there's a possibility it's nothing confirmed of an Austin Eckler holdout. When you look at his contract, his base is five and a half million. It's only guaranteed one point two five. There's no roster bonus on there. So there is always that possibility too. Isaiah Spiller is just gonna slide right in. And yeah, he's twenty you know, Eckler's twenty seven. He's gonna be a free agent after twenty twenty four. So yeah, there's always that possibility where this is a pick that could help you now and later. So I don't hate Isaiah Spiller at all.
0: It's kind of goofy though. I don't. I would. I would feel really weird if Eckler were to hold out in a t- for a team that's going to be the best that he's probably ever played on. Honestly, so <laughs> that would be definitely tough. But the Chargers' mo is to draft those those late round running backs, and I think they're just trying to find somebody to hit at that point. I mean, Spiller, good asset. I think he's got the ability. Like Porkman said, it's just that's what the Chargers do. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, the names you named off—they're not old. They're pretty. Decently young, 24, 25, I'd imagine. So it's just what the Chargers do, I'm trying to find that that new running back for him, it looks like.
1: Yeah, it'd yeah. be a little ironic, I think, if Austin Eckler held out. You know, that didn't work out too well for Melvin Gordon, and that's how Eckler got his opportunity. So if Eckler held out. That'd be funny. That would be a little ironic.
2: I do agree, but you never know what could happen. Sometimes these guys, they don't think about it like that. They just think about what they want. You only have so much time to make money as an NFL player especially as a running back. But, Chev, um, who do you have for a rookie you're trying to acquire?
0: Yeah, and, I mean, if people are going to hold out, you just got to look at their Instagram, apparently. So be on the lookout for Austin's Instagram. Or I think he's pretty good on Twitter as well. So be looking sure. out for that. But I'm going to go with Kyron Williams. He's a guy that I don't think you'll have to trade a whole lot to get. He's getting picked in the later of the second round or maybe even the third rounds in your rookie drafts. So, I mean, you don't have to move up a crazy amount to get him. And that's one thing I really like about his value right now. Uh, also, he's a good player. He just showed out terribly at the combine. He's got good football IQ, I, I feel like. He knows where to be blocking. He knows how to catch the football. He knows how to run the football. Like, he just did not show he's a physical athletic specimen like some of the other guys have. And that's really what really dropped him down these last few years or this last couple months. And I I honestly like the spot that he landed in. There's a lot of guys on that Rams roster at running back that can't seem to stay healthy or they miss a a couple of games here and there. And that could be the shot Kyron Williams needs to get on the field. And I pass pro is going to be big for him. If he can somehow find a role on third down and manage to get anything Uh, this season I'd be super happy with that just seeing his production uh, go up I think in the future years I really like what Kyron Williams has to offer he's not going to be a guy that rushes for 15 touchdowns or catches 100 footballs but he's gonna be a guy that I think can be consistent uh, somebody you can slip in whenever you have a bye week for some of your stud players on your roster and I think the opportunity could be there with the players that uh, have been injury prone to start off their careers uh, for the Rams. So Kyrie Williams is a guy I'm looking to just acquire for the cheap and just look to probably flip once he gets that chance, honestly.
2: Yeah. He could be a guy too, depending on what he does. You know, you you plug him in your lineup. He helps you win a few games. And yeah. maybe you roll with yeah. him for a little bit. I'm not going to talk about him too much right now because um, he's kind of related to what, we, what I'm going to be talking about later. So we'll go to mine. And my guy that I want to try to get, and I feel like he could be even a little bit cheaper than Kyron Williams, possibly, depending on who you're playing with. That's Tyler Algier running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty high on Tyler Algier coming in. Might have been the highest out of all of us. Um, people would say, hey, what do you think about Kyron Williams? And I say, why draft Kyron Williams? Well, you could draft Tyler Algier instead. So he ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons. I think he has a really good opportunity there. As of right now, they have not signed anybody. Um, This could be a scenario where I kind of hope that they do, right? I think Damian Williams is there. Cordero Patterson is there. That's about it. So the opportunity really is there. He's strong between the tackles. He's a good receiving back as well. So for a team that needs a lot of things, Tyler Algier can be good enough where they don't have to worry about running back for a little while mm-hmm. and they can build out the rest of their roster. You know, losing Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley suspended, you know, losing Russell Gage, I know was probably devastating for them. Did they get Brian Edwards? Okay, great. Um, but they have the So they do have some good pieces to build around. Algier could be one of those guys. Do we have any honorable mentions or anyone else we want to add before we move on?
3: In this class, no.
0: I think we've hit on all the rookies in this draft the last few weeks. I think we have hit points for every single person, so I like the I like where we're at right now.
2: Well, guess what? Let's talk about some rookie wide receiver trade <laughs> targets because we're going to tap them all again. So, hey, same as before, your drafts are over. You couldn't get them because, you know, we all won our championships mm-hmm. watching or listening to this channel. So these guys went way too early for you to get. So I am going to start out this one, and I'm going to say my guy that I want to get is Romeo Dubs. So Romeo Dubs out of Nevada, went to the Green Bay Packers in the fourth round, and I just think he has really, really good opportunity. You might say, why Romeo Dubs? Why not Christian Watson? This, to me, is all about value. I'm not going to be trading for Romeo Dubs and spending a ton of draft capital. I'm also not going to be trading for Romeo Dubs expecting a wide receiver one. What i'm looking for here is a guy that could possibly be a low-end wide receiver two or a flex play and guess what you need guys like that on your roster not everybody's going to be a number one at their position quarterback running back wide receiver tight end you just can't it's impossible to build a roster like that I shouldn't say it's impossible it's unlikely to build a roster like that the amount of time that you have to actually put into it is insane it's possible it's just not likely. So Dubs is a guy I like. I think his dynamic is slightly different than Christian Watson's. Um, although pork, you might be able to tell me otherwise, because, um, you know, why are you preferring Christian Watson over Romeo Dubs? Sorry to spoil it, but we're kind of going back to back here. So no, yeah, you got Watson. Tell me why
3: I'm the only reason I'm going for Watson is just going for the home run hit. And that I think that at that point, um, when it comes down to those draft picks, those 2023 20, first, I think I will be willing to move uh, a mid to late 23 first for Christian Watson, just due to the the fact that I think Christian Watson is a is the type of player that Aaron Rodgers wanted, and he talked about, hey, I want this guy and this guy, and he got the guys that he wanted because you know after this offseason, there was an issue with you know communication. I think with Aaron Rodgers saying I want this guy, I think that means something. So I think when it comes down to it, they traded up, they got him. I I'm willing to I want to I'm not saying that, you know, those flex plays and the wide receiver twos that you were talking about aren't valuable, but I want the top guy. So if I want to get that top guy, I'm willing to spend I'm willing to spend the cash to get him. So with Christian Watson, you know, I've I've had a, a couple of insiders I've talked to who said his route running is a little bit better than than it shows on film, just due to what North Dakota State did, because uh, they really didn't show him. But when it goes to the Senior Bowl, it showed that he has the type of intricacies that that it takes to get open in the NFL. So uh, when it comes down to it, hey, the 23 first, here, I'll take you can take that and give me Christian Watson. Uh, there was a, a few leagues that I tried to trade up to get him, but I wasn't able to. But, you know, in the in the tag team dynasty uh, rewind league that we're doing, I took him there because, hey, I, I feel as though he's going to be a wide receiver. One, uh, I know Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old, but he's probably going to play till he's 45. So you <laughs> got another you got another eight years of Christian Watson with, with the Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll take that any day. I'm willing to give up the, uh, a late a mid to late 23 first for him. But, but that's just me personally.
0: Pork, I hope you are absolutely crazy. I hope Rodgers does not play until he's 45. I might just <laughs> do bad things to myself. I'll say that, man. I That's not good. I don't like that.
2: Chev, no. He can't play forever. We did say that about Tom Brady. So anyway, it's true. It's true. Pork, I respect you. But that being said, you are wilding because you understand that not all wide receivers are going to go top three, top four. I'd rather... Keep that 23 first and possibly get Jackson Smith and Jigba, Keishon Boutique Jordan Addison, Josh Downs. There's a lot of guys out there. But
3: the 23 you, you class named Jackson, I'd rather take Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he's probably gonna be the one-on-one. I said mid to late. Right, I'm not but, gonna I'm yeah. not gonna use those those middle ones. If
2: you have that pick, you can use it
3: to move up. I know, but I'm I'm not gonna move up. I want I want to if I see what I want now with Aaron Rodgers, I want the I want the talent that I see now with an elite quarterback. I'll be honest. I'm not going to wait until another year and then that receiver could get hurt or he could just, he might just stink at that point. You never the know. Same thing,
2: well, in all fairness, the same thing could be said about Christian Watson. To me, I get where you're coming from. I wouldn't pay more than a 23 second for Christian Watson right now. That class is better, as we've been told. I'm willing to wait the year to take these guys that I think are more pro ready than Christian Watson is right now coming from elite programs with elite production. That's just me. Everybody plays the game differently. And I think Nate has something to say about that. Speaking
1: of elite program and elite production, why draft Christian Watson? when you can draft Alec Pierce who is within an inch of Christian Watson. They weigh the same with, he he ran 0.05 seconds slower in the 40 yard dash he out jumped Christian Watson by two inches on the vertical. They're basically the sing- same player. Both have second round draft capital, but you can get Alec Pierce for a lot cheaper in your fantasy drafts than you can get Christian Watson right now. He takes every single inch of it. He takes every <laughs> single inch, all 40.5 of that vertical jump. Mm, that's so, a lot of inches. <laughs> yeah, that is. That that's It's like over three feet. Wow. Yeah. Anyway.
2: thinking. Literally.
1: <laughs> I mean, Christian Watson is exciting. I know he's got the Aaron Rodgers thing that we're going to be excited about, but I don't think he's going to come in and be Devontae Adams with, you know, 170 targets in a season. You know, he'll be lucky if he gets hundred targets this year. I don't think he's pro ready. I don't think he's ready to go with Aaron Rodgers. And I think if he's not, you know, hitting the, the ground immediately, I think they're going to look at maybe replacing him with a free agent or, another rookie wide receiver next year and maybe he's the number two for that packers team but you know alec pierce he's also the number two for his team but i feel more confident in the fact that he's going to get in the field right away and create an impact and actually kind of challenge michael pittman for that wide receiver one spot with matt ryan who i think can still sling the ball especially Mm -hmm. behind the colts offensive line and with jonathan taylor running the ball and you know stacking boxes I think Alec Pierce is going to do just as well, if not better than Christian Watson this year. And it's all about year one production now, because at the end of year one, I can flip Alec Pierce for a 2023 first one with Christian Watson. If he doesn't take off right away, I can only flip him for a 2023 second next year.
2: All right. I love it. Love the Alec Pierce chatter. Um, So we switched up the order a little bit. Chev, who are you going after? Well, I can see it on the sheet here and I love it. (laughs) Why don't you tell us? you're looking to acquire.
0: Yeah, so before I do that, I mean, Matt Ryan has to be the happiest man in the world. He leaves a scrub franchise franchise right now that is just terrible. Gets to go to an offensive line that is top-notch. Gets one of the best running backs in the NFL. Gets Michael Pippen. Gets Alec Pierce. I mean, this, this is awesome. He's got to be super thrilled with that. mean, I would he's be still pumped. The and then he's not even going to be the quarterback next year for him, probably. So, I mean, the odds are against him. But... <laughs> And I just want to know who Pork's insiders are, because I, I need to know some of his inside information, Pork. You talked about you had inside sources for Christian Watson. I'll, I need I'll, to know. I'll tell,
3: you, I'll tell you off the pod one day.
0: Okay, okay. That, once yeah, I beat I can't you in tell that, Mike, I, Mike, I guess I can get you know. that.
3: Hey, hey, hey. First of all, Chevy had to be disrespectful. with <laughs> uh, certainly getting clapped on that though on Snapchat, but okay.
0: You know, back to what we were talking about. You know, these wide <laughs> receivers, we love these guys in the draft. John Mechie is a guy who I I liked. I liked this film. I think he shows a lot of good traits. Is he elite at everything? No. Is he elite at one thing? Probably not, but he's a good wide receiver that lands with the Texans that have a lot of question marks at wide receiver. Is Nico Collins going to be a dude? Brandon Cooks, he's solid. He's going to be in that offense. He's going to do well. And I think that's going to take a lot lot of stress off Mechie if he's able to come in healthy starting off. I think that would be huge for him. He doesn't have to be the guy going in. You can get him pretty cheap as well in your drafts. He's not a guy that's going early seconds, most likely. He's probably mid-second, late-second, I've seen. So that's that's a good range for John Mechie, who's going to have opportunity to play in that offense from day one, most likely. And I, I love what he brings to the table. I think he's got good route running. His hands are a little questionable sometimes. But he played in an offense at Alabama where he wasn't the guy. And he produced well. 95 catches, I believe, this last season. So John Mechie's a guy who I'm definitely going after. He has good opportunity moving into this next season. He could be paired up with one of these stud rookie quarterbacks that are going to be coming out this next year as well. And, you know, it's paid off pretty well for these wide receivers when their college quarterback comes over, and that could be the case next season.
2: Yeah, I love it. I I love Mechie. Um, I did a, a mock with Brandon Lejeune. Over at, uh, Debbie deep dive. He had some other people on, I took Mechie in the second round of the mock draft I caught a little heat for it, but I'll tell you what, man, I believe uh, I really do. And you know, the dude went to Bama, these, these Alabama wideouts, man, they come in, they're ready to play. They're, they're just ready to rock and roll. Jalen Waddell was ready to go. Ruggs was ready to go. Obviously, his situation unfolded a little bit. Um, Devonta Smith, they were these guys, they're just ready to go right out of the gate mm-hmm. as far as wideouts go. They do everything that they need to do. I love it. And he could be a really good security blank for Davis Mills. Look, Houston Texans, they believe in Davis Mills. So Davis Mills, another guy, maybe look to acquire Davis Mills cheaply. A lot of people think, you know, they they joke about Davis Mills the Duke could be a really solid QB two on your super flex roster or possibly uh, a QB three, like some sort of bi-week fill in use them for a year. You move them. Right? We were
0: saying this months ago too. So if you've been listening, you have heard this a lot. Yeah. So I really hope you, you paid off with it. Yeah.
2: I think it's important Chev. like you said, pay attention to what's going on. If people are going to mock players that get you points, who cares? I remember picking up JD McKissick off waivers a year or so ago and people laughed at me. He helped me win like three straight game three straight games in one league that I was doing really bad in.
0: So like Was that good or bad? Was that get you to the playoffs or did I take you out of the number one pick? That's the tough part.
2: It got me into the playoffs. Okay, that I'll take
0: it then. I'll my it.
2: roster just collapsed.
0: <laughs> it's like
2: now's a good time for everyone to be hurt. I don't for this. <laughs> sounds fantastic. It's typical Michael Bauer team. Uh the all ACL team as we like to call it. Would you guys like to hear some fire-ass commercials?
0: Yes, please.
2: Fantastic. Let's go. Do you still want to draft but don't want to join yet another dynasty startup? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. Best ball platform season-long drafts for the 2022 season are now open. Now's the time to reap the benefits of being a dynasty player that follows the NFL year-round. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind when you make your first deposit and you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 more to play with. Boom. The link is in the description. We'll see you there. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups. If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap, navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now. What about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at DynastyOwner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. Are you looking to support the Dynasty Rewind team and enjoy your favorite live events at a great price? It's time to check out our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the leading mobile-focused ticket platform that enables fans to buy and sell tickets for live events, such as sports and concerts. They search all the big ticket sites for you, analyzing thousands of ticket listings, and present the results using SeatGeek's deal score system and rate the best deals all in one place. They utilize 3D maps to make finding the perfect seat easy for you. Creating an account takes seconds. When you use promo code DYNASTYREWIND, you will get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Sign up today and enjoy a game tomorrow. And lastly, do you, my friends, want some Dynasty Rewind swag? Make sure you visit ViridianGlobal.com, the only official merchandise company of the Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, at checkout for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind and Dynasty Rewind only merch. Again, don't forget, ViridianGlobal.com is the only place that you will find official Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Thanks again, everybody. All right, fantastic. Oh, my God, it started again. Great. All right, so fantastic, everybody. I'll tell you what, use our promo codes because we do get paid for that. Maybe what we should do is get promo codes to like a Sunoco station or Exxon right now. That will probably be more useful um, to everybody out there. Yeah. So, all right. So let's go to our last segment. And this is players that we feel in 2022 will disappoint us. Okay. So there could be many reasons why a player disappoints us. Were they overvalued? Were they hurt? We don't think they're coming back. Bad situation. So it all depends on what we're thinking. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to kick this one off. I feel like Cam Akers is going to be a massive disappointment. This ties into what Chev was talking about for Kyron Williams is one of those factors. Was Kyron Williams drafted where he wanted to be? No, he wasn't. He's there, however. So we have to take that into account. Jake Funk is there. Nothing? Nothing? I thought I would get Talkie a smile him. Yeah, see? They got a smile from Pork and Chev. Nothing. Nate's over there no, no shot. No. Daryl Henderson is still there. And while he hasn't been super efficient, he is there. So these are all things that we have to take into consideration. Plus, I understand that he was coming off that tear. Look at what he did, the Achilles tear, I think it was. Look at what he did in the playoffs. I mean, he averaged 3.48 yards per carry. That's not great, but in the Super Bowl, 1.62 yards per carry, two yards a carry against Tampa Bay. Not great. I'm not feeling it, Bob. Not just our Bob, but any Bob in general. I do think that the Los Angeles Rams are built in a way that they don't really need to run the ball. Matthew Stafford has shown throughout his career that he can Put a team on his back, on his shoulders, and he could sling it all over the field. And he's not slowing down anytime soon. They have plenty of good weapons out there to spread the ball around. So I'm off Cam makers. I still feel like you can get decent value for Cam makers. However, um, I, would take, I would take like a late 23 first if someone offered it. If I can't get it, give me a pair of 23 seconds. I'm fine with that as well if you have them or maybe even a quote-unquote lesser running back, and a 23-second would be fine with me too. A guy that I believe in that I'm willing to let uh, sit on my bench for a little bit till he blossoms into something good. Forgive me. So, Chev, let's move on to you, and I'll tell you what, looking at this again, I'm not going to spoil it. He was somebody that I was thinking about for this segment. So I want to know what your thoughts are here.
0: Yeah, and this is the guy I first drafted as a rookie in Dynasty. So it's it's been a it's been a while, you would say. Uh, but Dalvin Cook is a guy that I worry about uh, and somebody that I'm probably trying to move this season to get off of him before the train derails. He goes in, he's got new coaches coming in from uh, Los Angeles Rams and I I worry that it's not going to be that run-first offense. I know Kirk Cousins is not Matthew Stafford, so don't get it twisted. But you have good wide receivers around you. Uh, I feel like they might try to utilize that a little bit more this upcoming season. And Dalvin Cook has struggled to stay healthy. I mean, in the last – he's never played 16 games. Last season 13, last season 14, 14, 11. His health is in question for me, and I just feel like those injuries are going to start piling up. And that really does worry me. I can see where maybe Madison comes in a little bit more often. uh, and That worries me as well. If you have Cook, you probably have Madison as a backup already on your team. So I hope that is the case. But Dalvin Cook is a guy that really worries me. I can see him slowing down this upcoming season. The touchdowns I don't think are going to be there in the 15-16 range that he had two, two, three years ago. And that, that's huge for him. I think he can still catch the ball in the backfield. I don't think he's going to have a terrible season, but I don't see him having one of those elite seasons where he's top five uh, in the NFL again. I think he's going to be more the back end of our uh, running back ones, maybe even a little bit farther with the injuries piling up and him missing games. So Davin Cook is a guy that I would be worrisome about and maybe looking trying to move when the value is decently high at the moment.
2: I agree. What you said about Madison, he's a free agent after this year. So mm-hmm. if you want to be sneaky to both the Madison and Cook owner, go ahead, scoop up Ty Chandler, throw him on your taxi squad. He was signed there. I think he was a UDFA. Um, so let's move on to Phil. Who do you have for us?
3: Um, I have uh, Travis Etienne for you today. Uh, it's been a, he, He's been really, really overvalued in a few drafts I've done. Uh, he's been going really high for me and he's coming back from that Liz Frank injury. And, you know, they said the majority of people, they come back from Liz Frank injury, but they're not really the same. And the way that uh, Travis Etienne runs, he runs extremely fast, straight, but he's not really, to me, was, wasn't much of a lateral movement guy. So I think with with the lack of – well, not the lack of speed, but his decreased speed that he's going to have coming into this year – um, I think he becomes also another injury risk because when you mess messing with feet, I feel as though that can be another uh, another thing that can happen with him as well. And I think a lot of people, they're also just looking at the offense and like, hey, is Travis Etienne, uh, James Robinson still hurt. They got Snoop Connor and Raquel Armstead, and that's it. But I don't see that happening with him getting all those carries. Um, fast forward also, too. Uh, Doug Peterson is the coach there, and me and Mike know we always yell at them to run the ball, run the ball. They're a high-passing offense who rarely runs the ball. And if you if you think that Travis Etienne is going to get all them carries, you're going to be sadly mistaken. So I, I think I think you need to pump the brakes on him a little bit. Um, I'm not saying sell him right now because he's still young, but if he does have a big game, I would personally move him just just based off of that foot injury and uh and yeah i'm just i'm just not on him for right now um we might have to see a little bit of the training camp uh the news maybe look at the fancy gazette see if they got anything good for us for (laughs) him but yeah just uh just just not for me i would just pump the brakes um at this present time because like i said me and mike know about how doug Peterson does and uh is it's, it's not that good for some uh, our um starting starting running backs. It's a platoon. Yeah.
2: And uh check out the fantasy gazette as well for all things Adam Humphreys related. Uh so Porka could do agree with you on ETN and Nate, why don't you go ahead and close it out for us? I was a little surprised when I saw this on the sheet. Tell me what you got. See
1: yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm sticking with the uh Jaguars theme here and I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. Um we all love Trevor Lawrence as a prospect. You know, we got to watch him dominate from high school through college. And when he got to the NFL, being on the Jaguars, you know, it's completely the opposite of dominating, uh, often being dominated. And, uh, you know, they brought in some new weapons this offseason. You know, people get excited about ETN coming back. You know, Christian Kirk's there, Evan Ingram. They got uh, Zay Jones as well. But do any of those signings, truly excite you no it's kind of like the patriots last year when they signed kendrick Bourne and hunter henry and John smith and uh they, they signed someone else i can't remember off the top of my head right now another wide receiver but really just a lot of mid-tier guys no one who's going to take a step up to help lead that offense and so far lavisca chanel hasn't come through they let dj chark leave um Marvin Jones is at the end of his career and James Robinson's coming off an Achilles injury. So quite honestly, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have any great players to throw the ball to, to hand the ball off to at the moment. And I don't think he's going to improve too much upon last year. And last year he, you know, threw only, you know, 12 touchdowns the entire season, ended up being the quarterback 22 on the season. He's being ranked you know, as high as the quarterback 15 for this coming season. And I'm looking at last year's standings and where quarterbacks finished, and there's not many quarterbacks above him that are going to finish below him this year, but there's a lot of quarterbacks below him that are going to finish above him this year. Guys that finished below him last year that will most certainly finish above him this year, guys like Zach Wilson, I think, Justin Fields, I think Tua Tagovailoa and even Daniel Jones are going to finish better than Trevor Lawrence, wow. um, you know, playing a full season. You know, Jameis Winston, if he plays a full season, I think he'll have a better season than Trevor Lawrence. I mean, even a guy like Davis Mills might have a better season than Trevor Lawrence uh, playing for the Houston Texans. You know, I'd rather have Brandon Cooks and, um, you know, the, the few weapons they have there than uh, what they have at Jacksonville right now. So I just don't think the supporting cast is that great of an improvement. I know losing Evan Meyer definitely helps, but I'm not a huge fan of Peterson. Um, so I know it's it's a little controversial, especially because I still like Trevor Lawrence as a prospect. I just don't think the team is doing him any favors, and I don't think it's going to improve that much from last year. Maybe a year from now if they can get some young talent in there. But at this point, we might be looking for year four, year five breakout.
2: Nate, I need to ask you a very important question. Yeah. Keep in mind, I have all the respect in the world for you and your analysis. You're a Ravens fan. Have you ever watched the Giants play football, by chance? I have. Okay, so you, you've seen Daniel. Daniel Jones play
1: then, right? I have seen Daniel Jones play. He throws more touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence.
2: I got a disagreement. I I just yeah, I don't see it with I can't. Danny Dimes. Or uh, it, yeah, because it's
3: Danny like – I, I gotta give I gotta give Trevor Lawrence a mulligan from last year because he had to deal with that Urban Meyer. He's kicking be kickers that again and this stuff. year,
1: though. That's the thing I'm saying.
3: I don't I, like saw, you, I, get it. I think Peterson, I know, but that, he didn't coach. have a real offense last yeah. year.
2: Yeah, that offense was terrible. I mean, I, I could see where it could go either way. To be honest with you, I could see him being another disappointment. And here's the thing: I think by when you're saying you're a disappointment, are you saying a disappointment for where he was drafted in drafts? and it's not meeting up to the expectations of where he was drafted, or you just think it would be a disappointment overall?
1: I think his career is going to work out fine. He might not be a top, top prospect if, you know, the team can't figure it out. But as as far as his fantasy production goes, you know, I think he's going to be a little bit of a bust if you took him 101. And I think he's going to be a little bit of a bust in redraft leagues this year. Um, Like I said, people are ranking him in the teens for quarterbacks this year. And, you know, a guy that, you know, Think we'll finish relatively similar. Is Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is being ranked as the 26th quarterback. That's a whole 10 spots fewer.
2: Could happen. Could happen. It's, it's, I mean, it's, would you
1: it's, rather it's, have what the Jacksonville Jaguars have on your offense, or would you rather have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel maybe healthy, and then Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson and J.D. McKissick? That sounds much better than whatever the Jacksonville Jaguars got going on. And yeah,
3: while Carson Wentz
1: doesn't have. You know that huge mountain he can climb back up to maybe be an MVP again. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to get there right the second, and you don't care about that because Carson Wentz is going to do better for you this year. Can
0: you imagine if Davis Mills finishes better than him? <laughs> oh my gosh, the Dynasty Twitter is going to be bonkers. Yeah, I did when I heard he threw twelve touchdowns. It's when it's I heard bad. he threw twelve touchdowns, On I a could poker not game,
1: believe it. On a point-per-game basis last year, Davis Mills finished better than Trevor Lawrence. And I believe it. So
0: 12 touchdowns. That is insane to me. If Davis some, Mills through 16. Boom. If
2: it somehow does happen that Davis Mills finishes better than Trevor Lawrence this year, and someone on Twitter is like, oh, I wish I would have seen this coming.
0: Anthony. Anthony. Lock
2: there it in. Get that tweet ready, baby. Yeah, get the tweet ready, Anthony. Do whatever it is you do. do. Does he listen to everything and then just make up tweets? I don't know what he does. I think so. I should know what what my crew is doing. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on at
3: any given can they, Nate, can we, can we do a Daniel Jones versus Trevor Lawrence bet? Because yeah. I would definitely take the Trevor Lawrence <laughs> sure. bet on that. So.
1: Why not? <laughs> Daniel Jones is going to Rush for more yards than Trevor Lawrence probably the what the difference will be. So
2: and he will fall down while doing so.
1: <laughs> All right. All right, Sean, put in the board. board Sean,
2: the board. Shot shows getting reinstituted. All right. So um that was well, our extremely wilding episode that we had for you this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And if not, listen anyway next week. So report, Nate, Jev, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Until next time, everybody, be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening. Take me out of here, Sean.
3: Thanks for
1: listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always,
3: be kind, please rewind.